Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Hello, I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And once again, I'm here with my friend, Jim Putman, Senior Pastor at Real Life Ministries. Jim, of course, we're on the topic of discipling other people. And I can't help but notice that there is a ton of church books out there, books on um you know, being a better person, self-development, uh, um, you know, God and me, God and others books. Uh, it's, it seems like they are constantly coming out the conveyor belt and there's a lot of good books out there. Uh, but as far as discipleship goes and your guys and your group, is it just you, the Bible and talking about personal application or did you use these resources? Yeah. Remember, um, when you're talking about discipleship, if you put it in the context of what is a disciple, one who Matthew four nineteen following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, which means loving God and loving others, you're being changed into becoming more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, committed to the mission of Jesus. Um, the question then is, you ask, okay, in what areas of your life? And you would say every area, but Ephesians gives us kind of the four spheres, and we talk about the four spheres a lot. So you've got concentric circles, and at the center is your abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Paul starts out with this, the gospel, you're, you're by nature objects of God's wrath, but you've been saved by grace through faith for good works, which God planned for you to do before time began, Ephesians 2.10. And then he talks about the church from Ephesians 2.10 all the way through to Ephesians 5.21. Mm-hmm. It's all about in this uh, abiding in Christ leads to a spiritual family in the church where you're being discipled. And then he talks about the home. And then he talks about the work life. And and so as you abide in Christ and you become a part of the family of God, you're learning a new way of living, which then moves, not because uh, home doesn't come after church because it's of less importance than church. It's in the church that you learn to love, to be a father, spiritual father, mm-hmm. a, a mother, brother and sister, a parent. In that a place of discipleship, you're now taking what you're learning home, mm-hmm. and then you're taking what you're learning to work. So mm-hmm. it starts with Christ in the church, the home, and the world. Mm-hmm. These books take on specific subjects. And um, primarily, when I do discipleship, I'll, I'll, I'll say, okay, here's what God's Word has to say about this. Mm-hmm. But a good book is like a good sermon, a good book expounds on scripture and and starts to apply it in specific ways. It's a good teaching. If it's a good if it's a good teaching, it takes scripture, affirms it, mm-hmm. and then explains it in one of these other spheres of life. Mm-hmm. So, like right now in my men's group, we've 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 uh, we we always start with abiding in Christ. As you abide in Christ. Uh, you, you, it's like a trampoline. There's where your energy comes from. You're mm-hmm. abiding in Christ. It pushes you into these other areas. So right now in our group, we're talking about the work sphere. We've already talked about the home sphere, already talked about the church sphere. We're talking about the work sphere. So we're reading a book by Tim Keller uh, on the, the work sphere. What does it look like to be a Christ follower who has balance in their life and takes into consideration your job as a man mm-hmm. doing a job. How does that balance with church sphere, abiding sphere, 
home sphere, what does it look like to be God's man? The scripture says that everything we do, we do it as though we do it unto the Lord. We don't just work for our bosses when they're, when they're looking. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're doing it for the Lord. We honor our bosses or we minister to our employers, not just tools. So what we do is we go, we read the book, we read what he says. Tim Keller takes scripture and then he goes, what does that look like in these scenarios? So we reaffirm scripture. Right now, each of the guys are reading a chapter a week. We come, we go, all right, what did you get from this book? How does this reaffirm scripture? What does this look like in your life? Then we talk about, all right, you you guys have kids or grandkids. What would it look like for you? to apply this abiding in Christ, balancing your life in the church sphere, the home sphere, and the world sphere, the work sphere. What does it look like for you to apply this at home and to teach your sons and your daughters about where work fits, Mm -hmm. to to balance your life? What does it look like in your relationships with other men who oftentimes the, the church or the, excuse me, the work sphere gets so big that it pushes out the home sphere. It pushes out the church sphere. It, it, what, is it, it, what does it look like when that gets out of balance? And how do we keep it in balance so that we understand our identity is not our work? Mm-hmm. And so this book takes on those subjects, and then we talk about it. Again, always we make sure with the Word of God that what's being spoken in this book is consistent. And if it's kind of out there in some way, I draw it back to, okay, does this contradict with Scripture? No good teaching. It's not good if it contradicts the word of God or misapplies the word of God. So, mm-hmm. but it is good if it takes the word of God and it then it illustrates it in in tangible practical ways for these guys. So a good book is great, always test it by the word and then um, help people take on a subject that somebody maybe has written about mm-hmm. in a way that 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 brings more clarity talks about how you apply it. Then in the group, we go, okay, now we know what to do uh, in each of our lives. Where does this apply? How does that apply to your life? Now, how do we help you with it? Because mm-hmm. good discipleship doesn't just help you come up with the right practical answer. A lot of times the right practical answers are hard and you need support and accountability to pull it off. Right. So a good group doesn't just go, what's the right answer? It's how do we live out the right answer? Right. Well, I think that's good, and and I uh, I like the idea that you you target books that help a particular sphere. But just like you said, there isn't a priority. I mean, obviously, it's abiding Christ is the priority. That's the mm-hmm. hub. But these other these other relationships that we have. Um, you, you, you are one way at work and, and you are the same person that's going in all these situations. You should so you, be, yeah. If the, if your issues at work are your issues, they're probably going to be some overlap because they're not a priority. They're just different environments that you are you. There's going to be some overlap with the issues. And so really one, one book, you probably could learn from a lot of different uh, environment spheres yeah. it has, impacts a lot of spheres. Well, yeah, and because you're trying to teach men to be disciples of Christ, who are then making disciples of others, mm-hmm. the question has to be: What did we learn about being a man at work right now that fits with your kids or grandkids at the stage they're at? Mm-hmm. Because you want them to take it, apply it to their own lives, and then teach it. Because you're trying to make disciples that make disciples. So. Uh, if you have a five-year-old or a six-year-old and work, you're trying to do everything you do is if you do it for the Lord. What are some things you can do at home to get your kids ready? Like uh, if, if uh, tithing, uh, your, your job is important, you're going to do um, some sort of chores, mm-hmm. w- working 
for the Lord, but working for pay, tithing. How can you apply these things to teach your kids to put God first in everything you do, everything you make? What does it look like then to help your kid understand someday you're going to have a job where you've got a supply and you want to be God's man, but you can't let your job sphere push out the church sphere or your home sphere. So what does it look like to keep these things in balance. Uh, obviously, abiding means I'm spending time with Jesus, listening to his word, and, and, and going, all right, God, help me to be this at work. Mm-hmm. But now there's uh, this book really opens up. You know, how does God's word, abiding in Christ, home and life and work, work together? And that's the, the a lot of guys have never processed any of that. Well, that was brings me to my next question, which is when you're lo- you, you know you read a lot of different books and and people give you access to books because they want you to read the books. Uh, when you look at a book and you're thinking about uh, the people that are going to read it, are you um, do you look at it with a filter as are these guys, this is over their heads or it's too, yeah. te- it's too technological. Yeah, there, there's not enough meat for these guys to be able to hang on to and, and, and apply it. Do you use that filter when you're reading a book? Well, yeah, a couple of things I do. I, first of all, I go before I hand it to somebody, I want to make sure it's biblical. But very seldom, I mean, here's the deal. I've written a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. Some of those books I'm like, I disagree with me now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't look for something that I agree with on every level, but I I actually use that to go, hey, is there anything in this book that we need to compare to the word of God that maybe we need to challenge a little bit or think through? Mm-hmm. Because, again, God's word is the standard. Now, I want it to be something they can apply to their life. It's not over their heads. You know, if you give somebody a tool, you want them to be able to understand how to use the tool. Right. And so I, I want to teach them. The reason I give them a book to read is I want them to read their scriptures. I want them to read a book and get them in the habit of doing some studying on God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, some people go, well, I don't want them to read a book. I want them to read the Bible. Well, a good Christian book takes scripture and then teaches on it. Just like a good sermon does. Mm-hmm. If it's just all theory from a human perspective, no God's word in it, well, then I'm going to be like, okay, that doesn't mean I won't read it, but I'll ne- I'll certainly never let it become a part of my devotions. Mm-hmm. But like uh, this book, uh, Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller, he takes scripture and then he starts to apply it. He starts to unpack it. So you're actually being taught something from the word of God by a biblical teacher. Mm -hmm. Now, do I agree with every part of what Tim Keller teaches on everything? No, but that's okay. I get to process that with people. You've got to be able to go, how do I eat the chicken and spit out the bones in in everyday life? Not everything somebody teaches is always right. Not everything is wrong. You have to have good discernment. And so I want to teach them to be able to discern well and to practice that, to be consistent in a time of devotions. I want them to uh, be able to apply it to their own life and then go, okay, what would I do? How would I take this and apply it to my kids at their right age or my older kids or my grandkids or a guy at work? What am I going to do with this? And how would I use it myself in the life of somebody else? Well, and I also, you brought up another good point, which is, you know, a rounded disciple. It's somebody that's eventually going to be a self learner. And a lot of people, you know, I've heard guys say, well, I'm just not a reader, but the reality is, is they're making choices. It's like, they're watching Netflix or they're watching TV or they're, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not reading. And the reality is, is if you could get them to start reading and at least trying to be a self learner, all, all the better that they're going to be a disciple maker in their own right. 
Yeah, that's such an important important point because so many, I mean, if you look at all the studies right now, most people never read another book after they graduate from college if they graduate from college. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, we're, we're moving away from reading. Uh, so there are other mechanisms. I got guys who will listen to it on a podcast. Right, uh, right. They'll they'll listen to the word of God. I got guys who, but but again, I really don't. I'm looking for commitment. I'm not trying to shape discipleship around what they enjoy doing necessarily. If they can't read, that's one thing. If they can read, they just don't want to. I'm really not concerned about what they want to do or they don't want to do. Right. Jesus could have said, you know what, you're fishermen, and I want you to come. Uh, follow me and I make you fishers of men. And they could have said, well, I just don't do that. The reason I hold a, a net and I go on a boat is because I don't like people. And can't you just change all that around and be centered around what I like and what I don't like? No. See, commitment to follow Jesus is to go, I'm going to do what even makes me uncomfortable. I'm going to be committed. So Again, I, I've got guys who come to my group and they'll come for a little bit. And when they see that I'm going to give assignments and I'm going to mm-hmm. ask them to do things that are uncomfortable, they're like, ah, that's not really for me. Jesus had the rich young ruler said, you know, I really don't want to do that. He didn't chase him around and go, okay, well, I won't make anybody do anything for this one guy that right. wants to leave. No. Right. All right. Keep Go back to your life the way it was. You're missing out on something. I wish you'd come. I'm going to go with the goers. Mm-hmm. Which is which is what Jesus did, right? Yeah, and 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 being a goer means that you are going to be deci- disciplined enough to uh, go out and get resources on your own, come back to the table and get ready to discuss it uh, in a very similar manner that Jesus would have done. Sent them out to uh, have them come back and, and the, the goal of maturity in Christ is that they become self feeders. A mm-hmm. child at first has to be fed. And as they grow, you know, if they're two and you have to make their peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that's okay. If they're 26 and you have to do it, we got a problem, mm-hmm. right? They have to start learning to self-feed and then they start learning to feed others and teach people to go through that same process. We're trying to create spiritual parents. And so, um, you know, uh, again, though, we do want to be careful because there's a lot of Christian, uh, so-called Christian people out there that are teaching a whole lot of stuff, especially when our, our, our disciples, you know, are new in the faith. They don't know really where to look. They don't know what's good food and what isn't. Right. We've got to be careful. So we've actually put a list on our website, and this will be on our app pretty soon, of resources and of books that we recommend on different subjects. As they start to to, to be taught and grow in discernment and, and feed on the Word of God, they start to be able to tell the difference between something that's slightly off or a long ways off and something mm-hmm. that's true to the Word. At first, they need to be protected and guided with some better resources, which is why we put together this resource page uh, at uh, reallifeministries.com, and, uh, and also it'll be on the, the app, uh, the church website and the app, where there'll be a resource page for people to get started in the different spheres of people's life. Oh, that, that's really good. And, and uh, is that going to be updated as newer books come yep, out? Yeah, and- as new things come out and I read new things, we, we've got a content director, uh, Cheryl Williams, who's going to be adding some things. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's not a comprehensive list. There's there's great stuff that's out there that, that that's being written, and I know nothing about it. So this isn't meant to be the end-all, be-all, but I always want to make sure that if I recommend a book, in general, I agree 
Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll agree with an author on a specific book, but if he takes on another subject, I may not agree with him on everything. Right, right. That's good. Uh, and so on some authors, I'll agree on one thing and I'll go, yeah, don't, don't, don't think, well, since I agree with a guy on a subject means I agree with him on every subject. Uh, I want to be careful and protect our people. But as they get older in this, in the faith and, and more in tune with the word of God and, and discernment grows, they're able to, dis- I don't want to be the controller of content. Right. I want them to be able to know the word well enough that they can discern for themselves what is God's word and what isn't. So if I follow your website and there's a book that's really impact me and my group that I'm uh, uh, working with and I don't see it on the resource list, should I try and contact the uh, contact you so well, that maybe that's yeah, uh, it gets a look at? I'm going to be pretty sure if I haven't read it, I'm not going to suggest something that I haven't actually read. And so I get probably 30 books a week somebody wants me to read. Mm-hmm. As I get to it, uh, I'll do it. But again, if, if, if mature people, as they grow, they're able to discern, you know, I want mature people to decide because they know God's word for themselves. Right. If you're a newer leader, you need to get some discernment because there's a lot of stuff out there coming from so-called Christian authors on a lot of different subjects that are really questionable. Right. Right. I know that. But the but like you said, the the biggest thing is um, they're reading it. So they're they're getting disciplined. Uh, you know, they're working, they're striving towards a goal, which you're challenging mm-hmm. to. And they're able to come back into in a group and discuss uh, dis- discuss it amongst themselves. Uh, and you can actually bring out some of the of the holes or issues that you might be having with the book. But the biggest thing is, is now you're able to talk about how how they can apply it right and for a lot of people that are you know more introverted or extroverted it kind of balances the uh playing field for them because they're able to go and read something on their own their own Mm -hmm. time however that they're gonna um you know intake this information Mm -hmm. like you said it could be a podcast Mm -hmm. doesn't matter just as long as they're trying to feed themselves and they're coming back and being able to discuss it with yeah and that's what i want i want them to talk about it i want to have done the work thought about it processed it so now we can talk about it in a group because then I get to hear remember we always talk about here helping people grow spiritually Mm -hmm. Um, the way you know where a person's at is their commitment level Mm -hmm. to actually doing what you ask but also how they are um, processing the content the Bible says out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks I get to hear how you process something which tells me do you really understand God's word. Do you, mm-hmm. Did you process the right way? That tells me a, a lot about where you're at spiritually and then how you apply it practically and, and in the right way. Because if you process it well, but then don't, don't apply it well, then there's still some more growth because wisdom is to be able to discern the truth and apply the truth well. And that's what I'm shooting for. And then as that happens in your life and you grow, now you're able to help other people do the same thing. Right. That's that's really good advice. Well, uh, Jim, thanks uh, for the time. And also thanks for this, uh, these resources out there. And uh, I just uh, encourage everyone that's listening to this podcast to give it a look and apply it to their own groups. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple. It's just not easy. Thank you.